1: Well, a lot's happened on the world news sphere in the last few days, uh, not least with developments right here in Asia. But if we go a little bit further back to the end of last month, we saw the sixth Tokyo International Conference on African Development actually take place in Nairobi, Kenya. It was seen as a major move by Japan to get involved in what might be seen as a modern-day scramble for African resources. Prime Minister Shinzo Abe Promising $30 billion in investment, including $10 billion to infra- infrastructure projects over the next three years. China viewing those moves with a degree of suspicion, at least a degree, that is. David Shin is an adjunct professor of international affairs at George Washington University, former US diplomat based in Africa, and joins us on the line. Good morning to you from Seoul.
0: Very, very pleased to join you.
1: What were your main takeaways from this? sixth tokyo international conference on african development
0: i was impressed by the uh, the broad scope of the the sixth tokyo international conference on african development among other areas the final declaration covered support for industrialization agriculture private sector development human resource development strengthening health systems empowerment of youth and women cooperation in countering terrorism climate change improving maritime strategy and and strengthening good governance. That's a a very broad agenda. And the fact that TCAT is now meeting every three years, rather than the previous every five years, I think is also significant.
1: But uh, this is being viewed as being hugely (laughs) money-based, rather than all those uh, different areas of of potential development, more about uh, potential exploitation. What would you say about those sorts of accusations? Uh, I'm
0: not sure that I would fully agree with that. Um, the the fact that you have a largely an investment program involving both private and um, uh, official funds uh, is uh, suggests to me that it's a, a very broad-based program. The uh, the emphasis this year on um, on infrastructure I think is is particularly interesting. Uh, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe announced at the the sixth TCAT in Nairobi that Japan would provide thirty billion dollars over three years in public and private investment in Africa, and this will include uh, financing for ten billion dollars in infrastructure projects in cooperation with the uh, the African Development Bank. Uh, this support for in- infrastructure almost certainly responds to direct requests from African governments. And I think that's what, what Japan is trying to
1: do. Yeah, I mean, there's not necessarily anything wrong, is there, with uh, Japan or Japanese companies benefiting economically from areas of cooperation, if it also supports African development?
0: No, oh, absolutely, nothing wrong with it. Other countries do the same thing. There's no reason, reason why, Japan, why Japan should
1: not join them. No, uh, but at the same time, I think it's really China that's leading some of the criticisms here. The foreign ministry, they're accusing Japan of attempting to impose its will on African countries to gain selfish interests and drive a wedge between China and African countries. I'm directly quoting there. What do you make of that? Yeah.
0: Well, Japan competes commercially with China in Africa, just as uh, other major commercial powers in Europe, North America, and Asia compete there with both China and Japan. And to suggest that Japan is trying to drive a wedge uh, between China and African countries strikes me as a silly argument. Uh, This is routine commercial competition. China and Japan uh, do have a strong disagreement on the question of UN Security Council reform. Japan wants to have a permanent seat on the Security Council, and China opposes this effort. Uh, and it's it's quite true that Japan uses TCAD to seek African support for joining the Security Council. But I think the accusation by China does not ring uh, very true.
1: Would it be fair to say, then, that this is far more about China and Japan than it is about Africa? It's just another area where we're seeing um, those tensions reveal themselves?
0: No, I don't think so. I, I think it really is more about uh, Japan and Africa than it is about uh, China and Japan in Africa. There's there's obviously commercial competition, no doubt about it, and there are some political elements to it. But... Um, I think to suggest that, um, that it's mainly a concern about China misses the point.
1: I, I mean, what I mean to say is, because I don't disagree with you at all, is China's objections has more to do with uh, its view of China.: Oh, Tokyo. yeah. No,
0: I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the objection is, uh, well, it, it's, it, it's rather self-serving.
1: Yeah. Um, as far as uh, products themselves are concerned, and, and services that these countries would be offered, are they not quite different anyway? Is this not uh, similar to what we see elsewhere in the world—a a kind of quality versus quantity balance?
0: Well, there is an element of that, and, and you know, it's it's pretty apparent that at least in Africa, Japan is not able to compete with China and its low-cost products. On the other hand, it can compete at the higher end. For example, Chinese vehicles, construction equipment, electronics are are frequently seen in Africa. On the other hand, the dollar value of Japan's trade with Africa has been pretty static since 2004, and it totaled only $20 billion in 2015 compared to $180 billion for China. A huge difference um, when it comes to cumulative foreign direct investment in Africa. Japan's is about $10 billion compared to $32 billion for China. On the other hand, Japan has a stronger record of transferring knowledge and, and uh, the management of, uh, management skills to Africans, and Japan has a good record on high-quality foreign aid, which runs about $2 billion annually, which is pretty close to what uh, China's offering Africa.
1: When we speak of Africa, we are obviously speaking about... Um countless different opportunities in, in a number of nations uh, and uh, and they will be very distinct from one another. But for South Koreans listening to this, they might think, oh, you know, there, there, there are opportunities there that might be getting away. What, as somebody who's been based in Africa diplomatically, what would your advice be?
0: Well, I think there is a lot of opportunity for South Korea as as well as Japan, in addition to other, uh, other countries around the world, that some of these countries in recent years have not taken sufficient advantage of it. I would be critical, quite frankly, of, of both Japan and South Korea in that context. I think they have slacked off a bit, and I think there is more opportunity there that they're missing. The, um, the African countries, um, are, they have a, a growing middle class. There's more expendable income. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity, and many of them, not all of them, but many of them, uh, for selling uh, more products. And uh, I'm, I'm, I've am i been a little surprised that neither Japan nor South Korea have taken full advantage of it.
1: Well, there does still seem to be a great misconception about Africa, doesn't there?
0: Well, there I think there is. There's a lot of mythology about it, uh, a lot of misinformation, and there's some bad news out of Africa. But unfortunately, it's the bad news that uh, gets um, emphasized in the international media, and it's the good news that you don't hear very much about.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, is there a concern, revisiting a point earlier in this interview, about Japan, uh, Japan or China or anyone else exploiting any areas of resources? And is there a way for African countries to, to protect themselves? Uh, obviously, the world's moved on tremendously since the 19th century, for example, but those memories are still very much alive.
0: Uh, well, there's always the possibility of exploitation, and, and occasionally, I'm sure there is from 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 a variety of countries around the world. On the other hand, uh, the Africans welcome the uh, certainly the foreign direct investment in the continent. they They welcome the competition for for African natural natural resources like oil and minerals because the more competition there is, the greater is the likelihood of driving up commodity prices, and that works to the advantage of African governments. Uh, So, by and large, uh, they're more than happy to have this uh, competition. Uh, They don't want to be taken advantage of, obviously, and they are concerned about diversification or lack thereof of their economies. Uh, They're far too dependent upon uh, natural resources and raw materials, and they need to diversify their economy uh, into uh, the export of uh, value-added products and, and processed goods.
1: And finally, as an aside, it's something you mentioned before, this push for a Japanese seat on the UN Security Council permanently. How likely is Japan, or how close is Japan, to getting that kind of support, and what do you see happening going forward?
0: Well, the dilemma for Japan is that both Japan and several African countries, such as Nigeria and South Africa, seek permanent seats on the UN Security Council. Uh, Theoretically, uh, the Japanese and the Africans uh, share a common interest, but um, at the same time, it's not realistic to add more than one African country to the Security Council. So this puts Japan in in a position of, of, at some point, probably having to make a choice uh, as to which of the African countries seeking a position on the Security Council it would be supportive of. And if it supports one against another, then it creates another dilemma for itself.
1: Interesting point. Uh, Professor Shin, uh, formerly as well, of course, as I mentioned before, a United States diplomat based on the continent. Thank you very much for joining us today and giving us a good background there. Happy to join you. David Shin from George Washington University. Today, if you want to have your immediate say on that, on this, I use a, a term like scramble for Africa, but it's a highly loaded term uh, that recalls the days of the 19th century but what's your view of what's happening today you can get in touch right now via twitter at efm this morning or find us on facebook search us there tbs efm this morning